And uh, welcome back. And thanks so much for being with us uh, here on the uh, Cam Sam show. It's the Cam Sam Cam show. Sam 22. Cam Sam22. I hope that you guys are not bored listening to us. We've been here since, what, 12, 12 o'clock midday. And we still have, what, another... Uh, hour and a half to go. Yeah, you don't have to endure us for too much longer. But we hope that, you know, you have appreciated uh, the people that we've managed to bring in to try and uh, just, you know, give us a sense of what's happening. And, of course, also uh, just some analysis. Uh, Livendo joins us now for that, uh, just to help us unpack and uh, wade through uh, some of the things that we are yeah. looking at. Dr. Ndo, thank you so much for making time for us. Some of your highlights today. Um well, uh, this is uh, a nice uh, mixture of um, the unexpected um, individuals um, that uh, most people never thought they would make it. Um, there has been a lot of um, uh, just a focus in the main, uh, in the presidency, the deputy presidency, mm. um, the chairperson in the SG. The other positions, I think there was less... Uh, interest. Um, it might have attracted less interest on the delegates, but it, it, it was a big issue for those nominated to those positions because in the ANC, most people would love to occupy uh, positions in the top structure of the organization. But I think what we need to look at would be would this uh, top seven um, with the NEC provide uh, the desired outcome uh, from the ANC in general and the ability to focus on the renewal uh, project? Um, because if we look at 2017, um, they had a popular song at the conference that was always talking about unity, unity, mm -hmm. unity, unity, unity. Yes. <laughs> Don't remind you still, us. <laughs> you still remember the song. <laughs> and within two weeks, you could tell there is no unity going on here. And two weeks? You didn't know on the day. <laughs> you could see from the, the officials themselves that uh, they are actually not on the same page. Mm. Yeah. And I think the current top seven should actually prove us wrong and say, uh, start singing that song now, because that is the biggest challenge that they face. Mm -hmm. The renewal project appears to be a program that the ANC is not prepared to uh, uh, yep. leave it behind. And most of the delegates are saying, uh, renew 2022. So they must continue with the renewal project, make sure that there's unity in well, the Well, from, from that conversation that we had earlier on with, um, with Zizukota as well, even from his, his own utterances, it's clear that that unity is elusive and may remain elusive, even in the second term mm. of President Ramaphosa. It is up to the um, ANC leadership whether they really want a united organization or a divided organization, what would be the assessment of the leadership of the ANC in the past five years? Because they were united, would they love to... Where were they united? They were never united in the past five years. Even in the past, yes. you would always have 
uh, uh, factions. You would always have elements of some trying to drag uh, themselves onto the other end. Um, my view is that it's possible for those that are in the leadership positions of the ANC to unite. Uh, it's about the change of uh, mindset. It's about looking at the bigger picture. It is about, it's about looking at where the party is coming from. If they want to see the party grow and still be alive, they need to sacrifice a lot and ensure mm. that they are united and build a stronger party. In, 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 in 20, was it 2018? Yeah, when uh, Sir Ramaphosa was elected as interim president, the approach that was taken at the time <clears throat> gave the impression that through cabinet at least, the president is trying to create this idea of being inclusive and including those who are contesting him, like uh, Lindy Wesisulu, mm. Zuelim Kize, Dr. Nkosa Sazana Daminizume, being part of his cabinet. But that still did not heal the intended results. In fact, it seems worse at this point. The biggest question would be, what is in the minds of those who have not made it in this conference? What is in the mind of those who are we just did not prefer some of the candidates to be in the leadership positions. Do they accept and say, let's support the leadership that is here? Or do they say, let's not cooperate and frustrate the current it's leadership? It's only five years, comrades, only five years. Exactly, that was the approach <laughs> uh, in the previous uh, NEC, which, uh, of course... Uh, had its own implications. Not older you so dramatic. <laughs> no, but I'm just recalling some of these things as we're having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> Dr. Ndo, so um, uh, Zizi also mentions that, you know, they, they have already taken a decision to be very firm as far as discipline in the organization is concerned. Mm. They are going to deal with the delegates who here at conference uh, tried to disrupt proceedings on day one. Um, and that was not the first time. Uh, Oscar Mabuyane also made mention of that. So it seems that that is a decision yep. that has been taken. They are going to deal with all the ill discipline in one way or another. But then he says they, are, they have already uh, given instruction to Figile Mbalula to go and have tea. Mm -hmm. with Ubaba mm. uh, because I asked about ill discipline and what had happened on the eve of conference so they are going to send the SG to go and speak to Ubaba mm. in an effort to resolve what is happening there. Now the SG's office seems to be the one that's going to have to deal with this ill discipline in the in the party. But in the SG's office, you also have the first Deputy Secretary General in Nomvula Mokonyane, who is very close to some of the people against whom this action needs to be meted out. Mm. How does that bode for the party? Um, Sakina, first thing is that the ANC as a constitution, they have a code of conduct. And um, there is a public outcry in and outside the ANC that they appear to be very soft on uh, ill discipline. And um, after listening to Zizikodwa, uh, I just said, that's it. Then the first task that Mbalula has to deal with is to ensure that there is discipline and uh, making reference to those who are disrupting conference, they actually have to start there. Uh, you cannot 
build a very big organization like the ANC and there is no discipline. Otherwise, everything is just going to get out of hand. Uh, my view is that they should start by making it very clear that uh, there is a change of guard. And when it comes to discipline, they are actually going to make sure that is being implemented and every member of the organization has to be in line. But isn't it going to be a bit of a tightrope to walk for them, given uh, that they, uh, that enforcement of discipline could very easily be a misconstrued or construed as a purge? Mm -hmm. You know, it can be weaponized against yeah. those wh with whom you disagree. There are moments in which you need to take hard decisions in order to make things right. Um, if you, you, there are certain things that we have allowed in the past and you realize that there are people who are taking advantage because you are too soft, it's either you allow the, the system to collapse or you take action. And I think what the ANC has to do is to start taking action, especially on those who are ill-disciplined. Um, every uh, institution has indicated organization, everything has got rules and regulations that must be followed. And that is supposed to be the starting point. They talk about um, a recruitment of new members. That is exactly what they should emphasize when they sign up membership, that here are the things that you do and here are the things that you don't do. And they need to act on, on ill discipline. But there's something I really um, find interesting, and I do support it. If they... I have to send Mbalula to go and talk to Baba. It will be the best thing to do. My view is that people that belong to the same organization should also be able to have talks outside the formal uh, structures of the organization mm -hmm. in order to uh, put each other in line and also remind them of their responsibilities. But also, it's important for leaders to identify people who can provide advices that are useful and if i look at the people that are surrounding former president zuma now i don't see anyone would advise him in the best interest of the anc well would he even listen that's the other part mm. um just quickly now that we're speaking about former president jacob zuma and kzn earlier on we spoke to peggy Tele, um anc nec member and also minister of <coughs> minister of police and I asked him about what has happened with KZN because second time around, KZN comes into this conference as the biggest voting bloc. And yet again, they've lost out again. But just take a listen to what his analysis is of what went wrong. What, 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 what seems to be the problem with, uh, with KZN? Um, as you mentioned now, in 2017, um, KZN also came in as the biggest bloc, but seemingly they lost out. Now again in 2022, the biggest voting bloc, and again. I joined ANC in 1976. Uh, that's, that's a long time. And I've gone through the lot of ANC literature. Uh, one thing I know is that in Zulum, I'm bent, I'm bent, So I'll only, I'll always look at South Africans that lead me, that include Cyril. But I'll be weary that when you want your president, we want one person, you want Zuma. When you want another president, you want Kosazana. When you want another president, you want Zueli. Why, why should we create this bad image of we want a president that will come from us? Are I, you saying that it's tribalistic? 
I'm not saying it's tribalistic. But, but you keep but on referring to people who are Zulu. It does have tendencies. It does have tendencies. Why would not see president anywhere in the country except from our province? So it's one thing that we need to sit down, correct ourselves. If anybody needs to answer about the shortcomings of KZN, it's leadership of KZN, that includes me, by the way, and the activists and everybody. So that's why Zweli, Mabuyakulu, Pegitele, Nkonyeni, the present leadership, or Jeff Nkosazana, let's sit down and work to say, not just for working for the next five years, but to create a better image of the ANC in KZN. Dr. Ndo, what do you make of that? Well, I think uh, the, the numbers that uh, KZN would always have would, would create a perception on the part of KZN that because we've got bigger numbers, then we can also direct uh, how the leadership of the party has to go. Uh, politicians are in their nature ambitious and uh, they would also want to have one of their own to be in the leadership positions. But um, there appears to be an element of saying it's our candidate and nothing else. And that is what uh, uh, has a potential to frustrate the campaign of KwaZulu-Natal. It happened in 2017, it also happened now. They don't appear to be people who are prepared to compromise and have a fair and open discussions with other provinces. Each time it appears as if when they approach an elective conference, they would always be saying, yes, our candidate, uh, tell us what you have so that we can support you. And it doesn't work that way because South Africa has nine provinces and you need a buy-in of more, many other, other provinces. But another aspect that I've also observed about this conference is that branches appears to have said, we agree that we've got provincial leaders, but we're going to go with the mandate of our branches. And we saw a lot of provincial leaders speaking, and branches kept quiet, and they exercised their role. Isn't that how it should be, though? Exactly. And uh, it also sends a message that the lobbying that will take place here is important, but uh, most people will stick to the mandate that they got from their branches. So, Dr. Gwen Ramakhopa, the first ever Treasurer General of the party since, uh, I think, ever. Uh, mm. Ever. I think we've just confirmed that as SABC. Um, yes, in its 110-year existence, they've never had a female uh, Treasurer General. What what are your thoughts on this one? I think it's it's a it's a it, it, it's a good thing for uh, the ANC. Um, it's it's very good for the women of South Africa and uh, uh, in the ANC. Um, equally, she has been uh, at head office for some time, and um, she would have picked up a number of areas that has to be improved, and uh, the only thing that she must do now is to ensure that everything is in order and then she delivers. Uh, one of the biggest challenges that she has to deal with is that the we're moving towards Christmas, not mm -hmm. just fundraising, <coughs> we're moving towards Christmas. Oh yes. The staff should the get, salary. Uh, get salaries uh, um, uh, every month. Mm -hmm. So she, it's a very huge task that she has to embark on. They have to pay SARS. They have to pay SARS, they have to pay um, um, 
uh, uh, UAF and uh, medical aid medical for staff. Aid, all of those things yes. are in arrears. I, that is one person who is not going to uh, uh, have rest yeah. until she's aware that the financial books are in order. Do you think that now that, for instance, Paul Mashatile, who was in that position, knows exactly what the finances of the institution are, and now he's deputy president, that the argument that he was putting forward, that the threshold of declaring the income that or the donations that are coming from donors should be moved, I think they said, what, 12 million? Moving uh, up to about 12 million okay. or something like that? Do you think that now we would find fertile ground? Um, Aldrin, um, the ANC is the ruling party. And if they have identified challenges that prevents them from achieving certain objectives, they must just go to parliament and have a discussion about the change of this rule. They have the majority first mm -hmm. and foremost. And secondly, I don't see any of the opposition parties uh, complaining too much about that because they would all stand to benefit from it as the, well. Of course, they are all the beneficiaries of, 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 of this oh. system. So you, you just need ANC MPs. I hope they, they, they will actually follow the party line if they met us <laughs> to go and vote. Well, that would be good for the party, but is that good for democracy? democracy? Is that good for South Africa? Well, democracy requires people to work hard and uh, political parties who would love to... Um, attract a lot of financial resources should also work hard in a manner that uh, attracts uh, financial yeah, resources. But corruption and transparency, um, because that's one of the aims of this act, is to deal with transparency where the money comes from. And if the threshold goes up into the millions, how would we know where the 11 million exactly. came from? Exactly. But because if people are doing these, uh, making these donations to these parties for the right reasons, why are they scared to declare that? Why are they scared to have their names attached to it? That, that, that is one area that is uh, raising a lot of questions. That if you're making a donation for a good cause and uh, your conscience is, uh, is very comfortable and clean about it, why do you have to be scared of making uh, that contribution? Why would people... Uh, want to take pictures when they're making a contribution to an <clears throat> orphanage uh, a home and not want to make their contribution yep. to political parties public. Uh, dare I say the same reason why uh, the campaign funds of the CR17 campaign remain sealed. The people don't want to be known. Dr. Lee Van Dow, thank you so much for your time. You're always welcome. Let's take some of your voice notes.